Welcome to the Insurance Talent Podcast, featuring insights and discussion on key talent and leadership topics in an evolving marketplace. Hello, and welcome to the Insurance Talent Podcast. I'm Greg Jacobson, co-CEO of the Jacobson Group. As you may know, February is Insurance Careers Month, the hallmark event of the Insurance Careers Movement, a grassroots effort with a goal of inspiring young people to choose a career in insurance. We're honored to have played a role in founding the movement, and we continue to partner with ICM to help insurers engage the next generation of talent and share the many benefits of working in the insurance industry. I recently sat down with the Managing Director of Insurance Careers Movement and two other industry executives to discuss how insurers can best connect with young professionals, as well as how organizations are engaging young talent in unique and innovative ways. I'm here with Margaret Tortorello, Managing Director of the Insurance Careers Movement, John Glum, President and CEO of Philadelphia Insurance, and Al Crook, Head of HR Business Partners and Apprenticeships at Zurich. Thank you for joining me today, uh, all of you. I appreciate it. Um, and first, I want to just thank all of you uh, for the great work you're doing to help share the uh, value of a career in the insurance industry and expand the industry's visibility among young professionals. So let me just get started. First, uh, I'll ask uh, John and Al. John, uh, you, you can start. How important is hiring young talent uh, to your strategy and why is this so critical to your business? Yeah, well, th first of all, thank you for uh, asking me to be a part of this podcast today. I, uh, I can't think of a better time to talk about this subject right now with the great resignation, with the retirements that are coming up that everybody's been talking about. But uh, I really jumped at the opportunity when you reached out to our HR team to, uh, to participate in, and kind of share my views on, on this. Hiring talent in general is a top priority uh, for Philly Despite the, the, the pandemic and remote working conditions, we've pivoted and our H, HR team has done a phenomenal, exceptional job of attracting uh, and, and onboarding new talent virtually, which two years ago, nobody really thought would have been easy or doable. And we did it. And, uh, and it's, it, it's, we've gotten especially good at, at it over the last 12 months. Uh, we have several forces that we're fighting. Uh, I talked about one of them already well-publicized and long talked about drain on talent in the industry with, uh, with roughly 25% of our workforce. And that's a pretty standard percentage that are going to be retiring over the next five to seven years. So um, as well as attracting talent out of, out of college to an industry that not every student grows up dreaming of, of joining. Um, that's not the most common. I, I myself did not grow up as a kid thinking that I was gonna be going into the insurance industry as my career path. So yes, hiring young talent is certainly a part of how we combat the loss of long tenured, highly skilled teammates, but we're also laser focused on hiring new associates that bolster our product expertise across multiple departments, underwriting claims, compliance, just to name a few. Um, being transparent with our employees, especially over these last couple of years, um, on what our return to office plans are and also prospective employees, um, the hybrid work model of the future and really listening to what our teammates want. So, you know, that, taking surveys and really asking them and then and, and understanding that that has to we have to continue to refresh that because things change. And the only certainty is that there's uncertainty over these last couple of years. And, and we don't know when, when this is all going to, to end. So 
Um, I think that is that that model and, and our flexibility and not really having a heavy hand um, and, 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 and coming out and saying this is absolutely the way that we're going to be operating in the future. That has played to our advantage uh, significantly. We've on, onboarded hundreds of, of employees over these times. Um, uh, and, and we've kept the health, the safety, and the well-being, and we've been consistent with that of our employees front of mind. We host an outstanding 10-week uh, summer associate program uh, that, that largely consists of rising seniors. Um, this is gonna be the 11th year that it has uh, that it has been in place, and uh, uh, it's it, it's 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 a bit of like my baby, and I've worked very closely with HR with this program. This summer, we plan to have sixty summer associates, and we have a in recent years we've partnered with Inroads, um, an association of college students that are from underrepresented gender and ethnic groups, and this year half of our summer associate program is going to be populated by. Uh, by members of the uh, of the Association of Inroads, um, we have built a, uh, a a a strong track record of building our own. So leveraging our, robu our our robust summer associate program, we have a very strong culture at Philly, and we find you know it's not it's not as easy with many years of experience to transition into Philly, um, and and we we've had a lot of success growing our own. So that this will continue to be a very critical objective as we move forward. That's great. That's great. Um, Al, what are your, uh, what are your thoughts on young talent at this point? Yeah, thanks. Uh, and thanks again, Greg, for the, the chance to, to present on this and talk with these uh, colleagues who've got so much insight as John just covered. Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, but for Zurich, I would, I would say it's extremely important um, attracting the young talent. Um, to me, it, it translates, and I translate young talent to new entrants into the marketplace. And when you, when you translate the young talent into the new entrants, you can quickly understand how critical it is to get these new capabilities into organizations and engage with them to deliver for our customers. Um, what we know is the insurance industry in general has one of the most tenured workforces. Again, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it's one of the most aged uh, industries um, across all that they measure. Um, with that comes some great benefits, uh, wisdom, deep capabilities, extensive experience, and those colleagues. However, we also understand that for a great number of them, data suggests um, over 30% they're nearing or already eligible for retirement. So when you think about uh, your work and, and how important uh, uh, sustainable talent is, with one third of the workforce in the situation of nearing or able to retire, um, it is key to build a system that reflects this change and focuses on uh, attracting of new talent and knowledge that uh, the knowledge transfer that they can get from their existing colleagues. So. Um, I think that while we're in a current um, unique situation with the great resignation or the great reset, whatever you call it, I've never been in a situation where we had enough great talent. So that is a evergreen problem that we have. And um, the way we look at new talent is, is you have to keep bringing in and attracting um, new denominator talent to increase the pool so you can have a great uh, talent base for your organization. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think one of the key important uh, things that the industry is doing is what Margaret, Marguerite is involved in. Um, and uh, Marguerite, if you can just share a little bit about Insurance Careers Movement um, and the goal of Insurance Careers Month, that'd be helpful. Well, Greg, first, thank you so much for having me a part of the podcast today. I'm so excited to be here with John and Al and with you. I love our industry, and it's a huge thanks to Greg for helping create the insurance careers movement. Back in 2015, we were at an then-PCI Executive Roundtable, and Greg, we were talking after one of the panel sessions about talent with a couple other executives, and we said we need to do more. We need to bring people together. It's on all the conference agendas. Everyone knows the looming threat of the retirements that John and Al were just talking about, and we need to attract more people into our industry. So from there, we had an initial meeting, and I think back to those early days where it was APCIA, Invest, the Institutes, Jacobson, Valen, which is now Insurity, and then we brought in a few others with Hamilton, Lloyds, um, AIG, Marshall McLennan, Excel, and from that small cluster, we said, how do we bring the industry together? And I just think it's phenomenal that the insurance careers movement has grown to now more than a thousand insurance companies, agents and brokers, the NIC, departments of insurance, recruiting firms, sure tech. It's just so exciting. Media partners. Last year for Insurance Careers Month, we had 18 countries participate in the global conversation. It was really phenomenal. And so now February has been designated Insurance Careers Month. And it is so exciting to see the powerful stories across social media channels, some in-person events, largely live right now during the pandemic. But I think it's really a testament to our industry that we're working so closely on talent, that we want to recruit more people in, that we want to help retain this amazing talent. And then that we're also really focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. So how can we all work together to bring more people in? So I'm really excited about where we are on the industry working together for the insurance careers movement. And I greatly appreciate the collaboration of everyone that's working on this issue. I'm so excited. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. So um, Al, what are the biggest challenges that you're seeing in terms of attracting and retaining younger workers? That's a really great question and a, a acute challenge for us, for sure. Uh, once you get past the math and, and you kind of look at the, the my prior comment on the one-third of um, employees are nearing or ready to retire. But once you get past the math of the talent challenge and the supply and demand curve, um, you really need to focus on the ways that your organization can appeal to new entrants in the industry and in, within our own companies. Um, so one of the challenges that we see is related to the formerly natural path that younger workers or new entrants were exposed to. Um, they were exposed to opportunities as well as ways in which employers connected with them. Over the past two years during the pandemic environment, experiences that formerly were more prevalent and helped these um, applicants or future employees gain insights into opportunities, networking, and learning about career paths, that has really gone away or it's changed dramatically. And companies, and we have done this quite, quite dramatically, are rethinking ways in which to connect and share opportunities to prospective talent. Um, I'll give a real quick example uh, in relation to our apprentice program. Uh, up until to two years ago, we would host at our North America headquarters uh, location in just outside of Chicago, hundreds of students, faculty, administration from high schools and, and universities and junior colleges, political figures and educators came on site to our location for a full day during National Apprentice Week 
for presentations, workshops, and discussions around careers in insurance and specifically apprenticeships. Um, well, we couldn't do that for the last couple of years. We've had to pivot to promote and share these same opportunities um, by you know, recreating these types of experiences to bring those stakeholders in virtually. And uh, we've actually you know, been very successful in amending our approach that helps bridge the gap while also creating connections that are important and impactful to, for them to, to, the, them, for them to explore. Um, the one key thing is that that was location bound and the opportunity is now we can talk to people around the, the country around opportunities that are, are uh, quite broad. So there's a lot of challenges, but a lot of opportunities as well. Yeah, absolutely. John, what are your thoughts on the, some of the biggest challenges in attracting and retaining younger workers? Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of similar uh, responses that, that, uh, that Al shared in, in, in the challenges that we're facing now, but you know, leveraging our culture. I mean, we, we are, I, I like Marguerite, I love insurance, um, but we happen to be an insurance company and our, our culture is very deep rooted. It's very rich. And it's, it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I am partial, um, uh, but I love, I love Philadelphia insurance company. So leveraging our culture and ensuring that regardless of virtual hybrid working model, uh, whatever we, we adopt, in other words, flexibility that our employees will really expect. Um, we, we can, we can simply, we can't simply stick our head in the sand and expect that they're not going to expect that, um, that we lean into it, that we can continue to celebrate, uh, a, our, our culture and how we see ourselves. So not being together compromises, uh, the stickiness, uh, so that of, of our, our relationships. And so we have to talk about the core tenets of our culture more than we maybe did in, in, in previous years in, 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 in person years while we're all virtual. So, you know, Philly, you know, we talk about continuous improvement, treating the business as if you're the owner of the importance of corporate social responsibility and giving back to the communities that we live and work in, maintaining a positive mental attitude and showing through our actions that we care about our employees. Um, so if, if you really think about that, there's no reason that you can't do that in a virtual or an in-person. You can continue to do it. You just have to pivot. So the delivery is a little bit different. Um, it's also about providing a learning, rich, engaging environment for all, our, all of our employees. So joining a company out of school, you don't always land in the role that you wish you'd had after you get the lay of the land. So providing internal mobility between departments as well as upward mobility is essential. Um, if, if you join Team Philly and you love the co corporate culture and you're doing well, we want you, we want to ensure that you're aware of other opportunities within the company. We also do a good job of calling on team members to get involved in initiatives that are important to us as a company. So when we, when we support Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and in the fight against childhood cancer, we, we call on our employees to raise their hand and become ambassadors to help us raise money. And over the last 20 years of supporting that, we have, we have contributed over a million and a half dollars to Children's Hospital. When we sponsor Special Olympics, um, we, we call on our employees to get involved in many ways. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, in some ways, that's one of the most empowering and impactful and gratifying things that I do. And I know that, uh, that my, my fellow colleagues and, and teammates feel the same way. And finally, it's about rewarding those that go above and beyond. So the war, the war on talent is real. 
and, and we need to have a mechanism to uh, really objectively evaluate each team member and ensure that we're rewarding them accordingly. So that's how we keep people. So new employees have expectations that the company they join, um, as Marguerite commented on, that it's they expect that they value diversity, equity, and inclusion, that they offer flexibility in working arrangements, that they provide training and development of employees um, along with internal and upward mobility. Um, if anything, the last two, two years has amplified uh, that expectation. So Philly has embraced many of these facets for many years. The challenge is how to convey these corporate uh, core values to prospective employees as they're not appropriate for public domain and social media, kind of to Al's point. So the, the, the recruiting, the interviewing, and the onboarding process becomes that much more important and requires crisp execution. You know, that, that's some great stuff. In fact, I, as both of you were talking, I was thinking about the one thing that we probably don't sell enough in the insurance industry is that there's a natural uh, cultural empathy that exists in most of these companies because we understand it as the insurance industry, it's really about being empathetic at a time of need uh, for, uh, you know, claimants at any time. And, and it just it's just a very unique thing and it, it really translates to the to the culture of many many organizations and I think that was just wonderfully said uh, John Greg I mean what, what, you know just out piggybacking off what what you just said um, one of the things you know this this is a tough time and it, it, it it's exhausting and uh, you know 45 days 50 days ago we thought we saw a light at the end of the tunnel and then all of a sudden Omicron comes out and it, it, everyone pivots and now we don't know where the light is and it, it, or it's dimmer, I'll say it that way. But in the beginning, in the early days of the pandemic, people were just trying to keep their heads above water and figure out what the next day was gonna bring. And the, the cadence of change and the pace of change was really like every day new things were happening. And so the message that we, you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is we, we, we really value the relationship that we have with our agency partners. Um, we, have, we have preferred agents that, that write about 65, place about 65% of our business. And one of the things that we, we deliver time and again to our employees is if you have, it, it's a hard market. And if to have a hard market during a pandemic makes it even that much more challenging to deliver difficult messages. So you have to do it without arrogance and with empathy. And we, and, and we say, and, and do it early enough so that you don't leave your agent holding the bag so that they're then trying, they're, they're, they're just uh, scrambling trying to place coverage. So just a, a reaction to your comment. Yeah, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of impacts there. Hey, Marguerite, um, are you seeing, are there common things that you're seeing in the industry in terms of what uh, younger professionals are looking for in a role uh, or in a company? So I think how you just, John just framed it, we're looking at, we've been in a pandemic. So these young people coming in, largely their college experience was virtual or remote, and then the, or their first jobs have largely been virtual or remote. And they're looking to be connected and they're looking to have that purpose alignment, which we were just discussing. They also are really aware that there are a lot of choices out there for job career paths right now. It's on the headlines, on the news all the time. So they know they have choices. So they're digging into companies to really see what they're offering and they are trying to see exactly what we were talking about how does it line up with their purpose and so 
you see that they want to see is your organization purpose driven and then they want to see are you taking action so you may say on your website here are all the things we're doing but these young professionals are going on their phones and they are scrolling on instagram they're going on tiktok youtube facebook linkedin all those channels to see are you doing what you say you're doing and they want to see that you're taking action on the careers so what they're doing in their work life but they also want to see are you taking action on societal issues? So what are you doing on social injustice? What are you doing on the environmental issues? What are you doing on employee wellness? And so we're seeing that across the board that young professionals are coming in, really wanting to know that you're gonna live what you're saying your company is doing. So that's exciting though. And why I think it's so exciting is the insurance industry really is doing a phenomenal job of telling that story. So Al and John, your companies are leaders in this. I say it all the time, but how you show that young professionals gravitate to what they're seeing across your social media channels, again, in this very virtual environment. So I think the industry is really doing a good job of showing action. And then we haven't even talked about all the natural catastrophes that are happening right now. I mean, it's between snowstorms, underwater volcanoes, like it's just a crazy time in the world right now. And I think young people can see, wow, I can be a part of something when there are really difficult things going on. So the insurance is doing a good job telling that story. Absolutely. Let me ask all three of you this question then. This is a perfect segue. Do you have any advice for companies that are having trouble attracting young professionals, for insurance companies uh, that are having trouble uh, attracting uh, young professionals? And what are some actionable steps that they can take to, you know, to have more success in this area? Um, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll start with uh, uh, Marguerite. So collaboration is really key right now, and we're seeing some exciting things happening. So not only is the business sector having immense pressure during the pandemic, so are colleges and universities. And so, Al, I know you can speak tons with the apprenticeships, but their uh, colleges and universities are so open to stronger partnerships. So really reaching out and helping build even more talent pipelines that we are providing immediate jobs that are stable, that are going to pay well, that are going to help people with their student debt, that are going to have a strong career path. So those types of collaborations, collaborations with um, NIA, with the NEIC, with Gamma Iota Sigma, really, um, I'm really am proud of the industry that we're not trying to reinvent the wheel alone. Like you're really seeing partnerships being a big focus right now. And then also the opportunities, because so many opportunities jobs are remote or hybrid, it is opening that talent pool across the nation, around the globe, also helping us reach more diverse candidates. And so collaboration, I really think is key if you're having a hard time right now with some young talent. So thinking about things in a different way. So Al, I know you're like, that's I'm right into your passion area. Al, do you yeah. want to respond? I'll, I'll talk about the answer to the question uh, briefly, Greg, and then kind of go into one of the proof points we've had. But I think to your question around advice to companies who are having trouble attracting young professionals, um, and I think we all are, uh, I think the, the reality of it is that, and what we've had to do is review all of our talent practices. And I think we have, we've bumped them up against our, our current uh, customer needs and the needs of the business, but also um, bumped them up against the new environment and the changing needs that are, are driven by a couple of things. One, we've had a huge demographic change in the workforce and is continuing on as we speak. That's separate from, um, but integrated with the impact of the, uh, the pandemic. So when you add in the pandemic with the natural uh, change in demographics, the playbook that we typically have used successfully um, is largely out of date. So um, if you haven't done this, I would say review all of your talent practices 
uh, for um, sort of if a fit for purpose. Um, you know, creating new pathways and connections to organizations with an eye to meeting the candidates where they are. Um, we really changed our mindset of, of reaching out and bringing them in versus you know, requiring them to find out about us. And while we all, all love the insurance industry and we got here for different pathways, uh, we, we have to assume that it's much easier for us to find the great talent if we make it easy for them to come and we reach out to get them. Um, and, and the last thing I'll say about ideas, we've really taken the approach that engaging the entire workforce from executives all the way down to the, you know, every employee, they're part of the solution to help uh, solve our talent gap. And they know the, the way to reach out to people. They have networks, they have family members, they have ex-colleagues who they know how to reach them. And we've really charged every one of uh, the employees at Zurich with being responsible to the degree they can to help solve the talent problem. Everyone can bring forth talent. Um, and then I'll just close with, with the um, one example that we've done with our, our apprentice program. Uh, we would have never anticipated six years ago when, when I was asked to develop and create the program that we would be benefiting so greatly from it in a time in which it's so needed as we are now. We bring in over 75 apprentices every year and these are not just 75 employees in a base of hiring thousands. These are 75 and growing employees who never would have had a chance to join our organization because of um, created internal barriers and friction that we could control. So the first main one we, we, we said was, you know, remove the requirement for a degree as a entry point for most of our jobs. And when we analyzed them, there were only a handful of roles that really required a degree. So just by doing something that simple, and this is reviewing the playbook, look at friction items in which you are causing great candidates to not be qualified or interested in your industry, remove them and let the test case prove itself out that you can develop people. And our apprentice program is a learn while you earn model. There are many other ways to do it. But the point is, you have to try different things. And we've been successful in that model. And again, I can't imagine the 75 people we bring in a year, where we would be if we didn't have that new pipeline that was created years ago. I agree. And hopefully other companies will follow that, follow suit with uh, the apprentice program that you've created, because I think it's a tremendous um, opportunity. Uh, John, what about you? Any other, any advice uh, for other companies that are having difficulty um, recruiting people and well, I'll, I'll make a comment. I, it, we, we say it all the time. We are all recruiters. We have a recruiting team that is eight strong, but there's no way that they are able to fill all the positions that we need. And there's a lot of demand and they're not always the most popular people, which is which is unfair. Um, but I always say that, you know, it, it's either referrals from our agents, from some of our, our, our own employees. Um, we have to we have to be open minded to that. Uh, we too, Al, uh, waive the, the college degree requirement because it, you, you think it, you take a step back and it, this is not, we are not in our father's or my uh, insurance industry any longer. So there has to be new, fresh ideas. And, and if somebody has proven themselves and worked at the company for a while or has worked in the industry for a while, they've already proven that they have a competency and that they can be successful. Um, I also think about like with social media being what it is today, um, it, it, it has changed the landscape of how we get our, 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 each of our company's 
styles, our cultures, what we stand for out there. And, and it can be used as a, a, a tremendous recruiting tool. And then I think about, I think it was Marguerite that mentioned Gamma Iota Sigma. You think about 20 years ago versus today. And, and I think about the top risk management schools and there's a lot of them and they're very good. So St. Joseph's and, and Temple and University of Pennsylvania and University of Georgia, University of Florida, just to name a few, they, the, the kids that are coming out of school today, the students and the future, they're coming out and they've got three of their CPCU exams already completed. That, that wasn't the case 20 years ago. Um, and, then, and then the last point that I would add is, is that listen to the employees. So it, when, when, if, if it's somebody that just joined and, or they're three years in, you, you have to listen. So we, we, we are a part of, we participate in best places to work in insurance, in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. And sure, it's, it's fantastic to be recognized as a best place to work. But, but almost more importantly, it's, it's, the, it's the feedback that we get anonymously from our employees where, we, where maybe we're falling down or we could improve and, and, and we take immediate action. And that's the power of, of being a part of the best places to work because you can then take, you, you really, it, it, it's, it's very, very valuable information that is, is, is gleaned. And, and it goes down to, it, it can go down to a manager level, a department level, a region level. Uh, you know, so there's all kinds of actions that can be taken and, and all for continuous improvement. That's great. Well, listen, I, I wanna wrap up. And first of all, I, I wanna say thank you to all of you for joining, uh, joining me today. Um, I know Zurich and, and Philadelphia Insurance are great companies that are that are really at the top of their game and, and doing a great job of uh, bringing in great talent and and your results are are, are it's, it shows in your results, right? So um, I really appreciate uh, you joining us, uh, Marguerite. I appreciate all the work that you're doing for the insurance careers movement, and I'm sure that uh, our listeners will enjoy this conversation. So thank you all for joining. Thank you. Appreciate. Thank you it. for having us. It's great. It's great. To learn more about the Insurance Careers Movement and Insurance Careers Month, visit insurancecareerstrifecta.org. That's one word, insurancecareerstrifecta.org. Thank you for listening and make sure to subscribe to receive new episodes of the Insurance Town Podcast as they become available.